Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. From Decrypt Media, this is the Decrypt Daily, and my name is Matthew Diemer. Today on the show, deals on board apes, apparently, Elon Musk, person of the year, and Binance in Singapore. That's coming up today on the Decrypt Daily. Hello, hello, hello. Good morning, good morning, good morning. Monday, December 13th, 2021. It was a good weekend because the Cleveland Browns beat the Baltimore Ravens. I have a friend, Tim. I met him in Taiwan in 2017. We since then moved from Taiwan to the U.S. He lived in Florida. Now he's in Tennessee. We keep in touch. And, well, I just want to rub it in his face that the Browns beat the Ravens. <laughs> I don't think he listens to the show, but if he does, he'll be probably pretty pissed right now. And that's okay. That was the whole point of this comment. I might actually send him this episode to make sure that he listens to it. Tim, we got you this time. We got you. Better luck next time, but we got you. Hope you feel okay today. I got a couple emails over the weekend about things that I said in the podcast last week. And so I wanted to address two of them. First one's from Zach. Zach is replying to my comment of, is this the end of the bull run? Is this going to bear? Do we have another up? This is what he says. I'm not sure how much you want to put of this on your show, if anything, but I'm pretty confident that we're close to a huge market crash unwind. A lot of the same notes of 2018 are here, and this is more conspiratorial. But I think that'll be triggered by short hedge funds, specifically GameStop. Granted, the amount of research involved is immense, so I believe it's likely to be true, but we'll see. He posted a link that you can see in the show notes. There's a ton of red flag indicators, and this one really struck a chord. Evergrande, inflation, Jim Cramer saying the markets are great right now. Yeah, but it's soon going to blow. That's Zach's opinion. What do you guys think? Matthew Aaron at Decrypt.co. Let me know what do you think. Do we see a bull run into 2022 for crypto and the stock market? Do you see that we're starting to slow down a little bit? People are getting a little nervous. I'm not too sure. I think that we still have one more bullish move in crypto at least. It might not happen this year, but it could happen in the first quarter of 2022. Obviously, this is not financial advice. The second email that I got was from Fahad. And Fahad said, I've been listening to you since you started the podcast about a year ago, and I really appreciate the work you do, and have started listening to the All In podcast under your recommendation and really enjoy it. Many times I've heard you refer to Plan B's floor model for 98K in November and 135K in December in a stock-to-flow model. The difference in the floor and the worst-case scenario for his closing price for the month in stock-to-flow being the average price, I believe. His stock-to-flow model has not been invalidated, but his floor model, which he released in June, has been tested since November. This has been a contentious confusion from people, and he's tried to address this on multiple times. Good luck from Australia with getting into Congress. The crypto community needs people like you. Keep up the good work. Thank you very much for writing that email. You are 100% right. There is confusion with the stock-to-flow model. So when I'm referencing the 98K and the 135K uh, targets for the end of each month, I'm referencing that because, well, first of all, Plan B has been uh, spot on since June. And so we're looking at as Plan B's predictions for month close. And the whole space was almost like it's almost guaranteed because he hit June, he hit July, he hit uh, September, he hit October. And well, November was 98K. 
which was $30,000 plus $35,000 more than the October target. Were we going to hit it? We missed it. It looks like we're not going to hit the 135k for December. So therefore, it's showing like because Plan B's prediction, and since he was hitting it so often, was very spoken about, and people were almost taking it as the path of Bitcoin. Now that we missed November, what I'm trying to say is that the market is not as confident anymore because they saw it miss, and a lot of people are looking at Plan B as like the roadmap for Bitcoin price. His stock to flow model, and you're right is an average price in this halving. So therefore, he says for the stock to flow model to continue and be correct, there is going to be a 100,000 average price in this halving. We've been well below 100,000. Therefore, we're going to have to go above 100,000 for some time to see the average price through this halving cycle be 100,000. And in his stock to flow, he has a range where Bitcoin could travel between this light blue strip you would see around 100,000 where Bitcoin would be or have to be in that range or will be in that range through this halving cycle. So they are two different things. There's the end month closed positions and there's forecasts and then there's the validation of the stock to flow model, which is still valid. But when you've hit so many times and you get a couple misses, people start to doubt if you're as accurate as they thought you were with the price. And that's what's happening right now with plan B and his closing of November. We'll see how everything ends up in December. Now, let's get into those crypto prices. Here comes the money. Here we go. Money talks. And I'm recording this at 10.30 Eastern Standard Time, and Bitcoin just took a crap while I was recording this intro. $47,457 down 4.8% in 24. Jeez. Ethereum, $3,850. What the hell just happened while I was making breakfast and coming over to record this this morning? It's down 4.6%. Binance Coin is at 528, down 6.5%. Tether, number four, and Solana at $157, down 8%. Running off the top 10, we have Cardano, USDC, XRP, Polkadot, and Dogecoin. Total market cap, we have 2.17 trillion, a BTC dominance of 41.5, and an F dominance of 21.2. Now it's time for Coin of the Day. Our coin of the day today is Quant. It's number 60 on coin market cap. Its price is $180. It's down 10% in 24 hours. Current market cap is $2.1 billion. Fully diluted market cap is $2.6 billion, which means 83% of all Quant is in circulation. How many Quant do we have to circulate? Around $14.6 million. All-time high of Quant was $428 set three months ago. Its all-time low was $0.16 cents set three years ago. Wow. 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 Up 110,000% since its all-time low in August of 2018. Where can you buy Quant? Well, pretty much anywhere. Coinbase, Binance, KuCoin, and Shitcoin Mecca are the top in volume. So what does Quant do? So from their website, their CEO says this, We've solved DLT, or Distributed Ledger Technology Interoperability, thereby positioning us to re-architect our systems and create networks as connected as the world we live in to help drive tremendous value, open up new markets, and realize new efficiencies for enterprise governments and individuals alike. Well, they are looking at distributed ledger technology, a gateway for enterprises that delivers interoperability across different systems, networks, and different distributed ledgers. And they're building this platform to help enterprises, governments, and individuals across the globe benefit from the true potential of this incredibly powerful technology. 
And that's Quant, number 60 on CoinMarketCap. The ticker, which I didn't mention earlier, is QNT. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Moving into today's headlines, we're going to call this Slim Mondays because we don't have many headlines on Mondays because of the weekend and everybody took Sunday off. And I guess there's no news on Sundays. That's just how media works. But this one is actually pretty interesting. Somebody sold their bored ape for $3,015. How much was it actually worth? $300,000. That was a big oopsie. They originally bought the bored ape for one Ethereum back in May. May 30th to be exact, for roughly $2,290 because one F was valued at $2,290. Well, they were trying to sell it for 75 F, which was approximately eh, $300,000. However, the person, when he was asked how this happened, they said, in quote, it must have been a lapse in concentration. This is Max, the person who sold the board ape for $3,000. I list a lot of items every day and just wasn't paying attention properly. I instantly saw the error as I clicked the mouse, but a bot sent a transaction with over 8F of gas fees, so it was instantly sniped before I can click cancel. And just like that, 250000 was gone. This means that the buyer spent 8.75F, or just under $35,000, to buy a board ape worth $300,000. Now, the question I'm going to have with this is, is it legit? Is this a legit mistake? Well, I went to Board Ape to see this, that it was transferred to somebody else. But is that somebody else? Not Max. Now, I have no base for this idea, but I just saw another tweet today. Somebody sold a Board Ape for $900,000, then tweeted that they, you know, this was the biggest life-changing event of their life. But then they sent back almost two-thirds of the F that they just uh, got for this Board Ape to the person who just bought it. So everybody was really curious. Long story short is, after examining the comments and everything, apparently the person didn't bid. They just bought the board ape outright for $900,000 instead of bidding for it, and they didn't mean to bid that much money for it. So the person sent back two-thirds of the F. They kept probably around $300,000, and the person has the new board ape, and the other person has now $300,000 instead of $900,000. They're doing a Twitter spaces to clarify any kind of like, you know, what happened with this board ape and these transfers. However, this does bring up good points. One, you could bid on yourself with different wallets. Two, you can basically launder your own money because you're buying and selling to different accounts. If you put it into a mixer or, you know, you're, you're just like have anonymous crypto wallets that are not connected to you that you set up other places, you're literally laundering your own money outside of your wallets or the wallets that you're known for. Um, and also you can just be creating the hype of the market. These apes are going for $300,000. Why? Because people are buying them from themselves and you have no way to know. Now, obviously, I, I this is speculation and mistakes do happen. This is another very good 
lesson from this whole thing is that mistakes do happen. People do make mistakes with crypto and sending their crypto because they're rushing through it. They just do a lot of transactions and well, oops, instead of 0.1, you send one Bitcoin, which is a difference of tens of thousands of dollars or an F 0.75 to 75 F the difference when of 3000 to $300,000. So the lesson with these two board ape sales is that there's lots of questions to be answered. There's a lot of customer protections that could be in place on some of these systems or the exchanges. Uh, I don't know how you are going to do it because the, it's the essence of blockchain. And, but there are lots of questions and lots of safeties and protocols that we really need to start thinking about. Crypto exchange Binance has withdrawn its applications for a license in Singapore. The news comes amid an announcement from the exchange that it will refocus its operations in Singapore into a blockchain innovation hub. Richard Tsung, CEO of Binance Singapore, said this in a prepared statement. Singapore is a vibrant fintech hub and Southeast Asia is an important region for us. We plan to make further investments in the region with Singapore as one of the centers for technology, research, and development. We always put our users first. So our decision to close Binance.sg was not taken lightly. Our immediate priority is to help our users in Singapore transition their holdings to other wallets or to third-party services. Robinhood, Robinhood, the app that we all use in one way, shape, or form. When it comes to crypto, just remember, when you buy crypto on Robinhood, they don't have a wallet, so you can't take your, your crypto out of Robinhood, which means you're just basically saying, number go up betting on the price instead of using crypto in the vast ecosystems that are developed all around when it comes to DeFi, when it comes to staking when it comes to earning when it comes to nfts when it comes to uh, playing games and uh, earning while you're playing games axie infinity decentraland buying different things um well you, you see where i'm going with this anyway uh, Robinhood is good for buying stocks in crypto in air quotes, but you're not, it's not your crypto because you don't own it, but they know that this is a problem. That's why they're creating a crypto wallet app, but they still haven't had a release date for it. In the spirit of its safety first company ethos, the company has announced that it will use Chainalysis to know your transaction or KYT and reactor software to manage compliance for its Robinhood crypto brokerage app, eventually the wallet. The KYT software flags suspicious transactions for the Robinhood team in real time, which helps the company monitor for money laundering. Reactor provides an interface to guide the Robinhood team through its in-depth analysis of on-chain data once they found suspicious activity. Ben Einstein, Robinhood Crypto Head of Partnerships, said this, The executive team has spent significant resources and capital to embed the safety-first policy into its entry-level of the organization. Chainalysis works closely with regulators and law enforcement to develop industry best practices, and that approach is aligned with Robinhood's commitment to working with policymakers in a collaborative manner. A quick comment on their safety first ethos. Uh, if you guys remember back in November, they did suffer a hack. Five million customer email addresses and their names got released. Their stock price is down uh, bigly over the past, well, since they went public at the end of the July. And uh, there's always been talk about the company and their practices. As you guys know, there's a third-party person who settles their trades. People are wondering, with that data, what could they be doing? Buying, selling, seeing number go up and getting ahead of those trades. Look, there's a lot of questions about Robinhood. And we will answer those questions in time, looking at their practice, this product, and so on and so forth. I never think that email is being released and, and hacks that should be preventable are acceptable. With that said, Robinhood has a lot of growing to do. I do love the Robinhood app and the fact that it's open to retail investors. I really like people, the average people, being able to buy, sell, and hodl stocks 
and crypto in that way that's very easy for people. But Robinhood, they do have a couple blemishes on their scorecard, which I hope they correct. And finally, because I realized that this was not really a news story, Elon Musk has been named the Time Magazine Person of the Year for 2021. That's all I have with that. <laughs> Good congratulations to Elon. You're not only the richest man in the, in the world, you are now Time Magazine Person of the Year. Talk about winning. He is definitely winning. So I'm going to roll this over into another headline because that one was so short. Miami's Bitcoin-loving mayor, Francis Suarez, told a reporter at Real Vision's takeover event in Las Vegas on Friday that he's planning to take some of his 401k retirement in his favorite cryptocurrency, Bitcoin. The news comes after a month after his re-election. Back then, the 41-year-old mayor announced that he'll take his next paycheck in Bitcoin. True to his word, Suarez has indeed been collecting wages in Bitcoin using the, pre- using the payments processor Strike. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Decrypt Daily. My name is Matthew Deemer. I'll be back tomorrow. And until then, happy hodling, everyone.